0: Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty show presented by Juice Tool. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Let's get right into it. <laughs> That's, That's what I think. That is, that is a hot game. Hey, well, Morty, I'm picking the lines to upset here, and I'll tell you why.
1: Oh, Rocky. <laughs> here, let's answer. If the, if the Ravens had uh, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters, L.J. Ford, they'd be the best no, team. No, in the no, 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 no. I'm
0: completely missing a boat on You're at the wrong dock. Meisty, what do you think about this game? The Bengals got a shot? No, I have here written down in my template, I have Bengals 35, Chiefs 30. I'm sorry to say it. The Bengals are going to Super Bowl. They are the hottest team in football they right play now. They playoff Jared Goff already. They made Super Bowl Jared Goff already. They didn't need Matthew Stafford to make the playoffs. They had that taken care of already. They got Matthew
1: Stafford so that they can win these big games. To the well. most insane, cr- crazy thing that we have never, ever, ever seen before. Granted, they had two timeouts, but two. how no, I'm curious. We, talk about, we want to talk about legacy-defining plays and legacy-defining throws. 13 seconds, and you get the ball in the field range. That is absolutely insane.
0: Okay, and guess you the basketball. You you Moving on to the NFC East. We did the AFC East last time, so we'll have the uh, NFC East. And, and actually, Morty can jump in on this one for his Eagles when we get there. So, uh, w- wonderfully, we can have three people involved. Last time it was Micey and Alby, Huda, and I, and we'll jump right into it. The most underrated player in each team in the NFC East. And we'll start off with the team that has a new name, right? It was voted upon by the fans, I think, by the fans. And the, the Washington Commanders. So, who is the most Washington underrated player? Are the Washington Commanders. That's going to take some time to get used to. I tell you, I still call the Chargers the, the San Diego Chargers sometimes. And I still call the Raiders the Oakland Raiders sometimes. And the, and the Rams, St. Louis Rams. So, these, these things are just adjustments. Absolutely. And we, we already had to, to transition to them being the, the football team. And now we have to transition again. So, it's asking a lot from us. It really is, especially yeah. from us podcasters. Lots you of know, work. Yeah. Too much work. It's way too much work. Way too much mental capacity. Of mine. So who's the most underrated player? So I'll tell you who mine is, Yehuda, Charles Leno. Now, actually, you'll be surprised to know <laughs> you'll be surprised to know that the uh, the, the, uh, the commanders had one of the better running games last year. And, you yeah. um, know, sort of a, a, a duo in the back and had some injuries back there. But the run blocking was always stellar. And Charles Leno was their best pass blocker by far. Um, according to pff he was actually the second best pass blocker in football which is pretty impressive you never think of the commanders that have you know one of the best at any position right what if i asked you a trivia question what do the commanders have that's the best at any position you'd be like they don't have any player on the team that's the best at their position charles Lund is one of the best at his position um so he let he obviously spearheaded one of the better running games in football and gave heineke and Fitzpatrick and all those guys that played last year for for the Commanders some time and it's going to be important for the for the commanders to you know may have a good offensive line, at least an average offensive line, because they're going to have a big revolving door there at quarterback. If, even if they think Tyler Haneke is the guy, he's a young quarterback, they're going to need to give him some time in the pocket. And he's not like a Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson type where he's sort to create his own time. Um, so those young quarterbacks do need more time in the pocket. Offensive line is going to be crucial. And Charles Leonard Jr. is my guy. Who you got? So I don't
1: know if you were looking in, you know, through the screen my camera at my notes. But I know we were talking about this before about how we may have the same guy for the Cowboys. But oh no, my, <laughs> my uh, most underrated player on the Washington Commanders is Charles Leno Jr. as well. <laughs> he um, he ranks a top ten pass block uh, win rate according to ESPN, and he is a solid offensive tackle. You like you said, you don't think of uh, Washington having anything elite, but their their O line is is pretty elite. It's uh, top ten, probably could be closer to top five. Uh, pass blocking unit and a bunch of their guys even Eric Flowers was um, uh, resurrected his career there because uh, we we knew him as a uh, used to be a uh, you know waving uh, door people just coming through sacking the quarterback but but he's he's been playing a little better but Charles Leno is is one of the best according to PFF and according to ESPN one of the best uh, pass blockers in the game so he is someone just came over from the Bears he was with the Bears for like six or seven years and, you know, it's like an older player, not someone you think of as, as, as really good, but he's, he's really solid and he's, he's pretty elite. So he, he's also my pick. So I think uh, great minds again, and it may
0: have may happen again later on it, it, it begs the question how underrated is a player if we both choose them as our underrated well, player right. nonetheless we're digging deep we're digging deep in the right place right we're digging deep this is our segment we'll no. have to move on um you won't get much washington commanders talk on a, on a podcast that talks about every team but there you go we, we, we hit you we hit your washington fans so let's move on to the cowboys uh we'll start with you this time i i hope we don't cross paths here but who you got Okay, so my guy who I think, you know, we, we did not
1: discuss this beforehand. We, we, we did, did not surprise this, to me. My guy is Tony Pollard, the uh, backup running back who should be. I'm safe.
0: Start-
1: oh, you are safe. Wow. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he should be the starting running back for the, um, uh, for the Cowboys. And this is as someone who, who does not hate on Zeke as much as other people do. Cause I, I remember watching, watching uh, games <coughs> with uh, people who, who watch Zeke take a three yard plunge. Into, into the O-line and fall down and are just yelling at the screen, to like give Pollard the ball, give Pollard the ball more. But I was, uh, as a, you know, Zeke fantasy manager, I, I was interested and invested in him, and I didn't think he's as bad as people think he is. He was probably a little injured. But Tony Pollard is clearly better. They use him uh, better. They scheme him up better. And he was a top five running back according to DVOA. Um, he, you know, he was he was top four, one of the, the uh, best running backs uh, by per play, uh, according to football outsiders. And uh, Tony Pollard is more explosive. He's faster. I think he he did tear his Achilles or something in that Eagles game, or he tore meniscus. I, I, I don't remember. So hopefully it doesn't slow him down necessarily, but he's definitely going to be touching the ball more. Um, if they can somehow offload Zeke's contract, I don't think they will. But if they, you know, if Jerry talks to Zeke and says, we're going to give you less touches, we're going to give Tony the ball more. I think it'll greatly benefit the Cowboys offense, make them even more explosive because Tony Pollard, I mean, people know about him and people people talk about how he should take the roles, but he's he's underrated with how
0: how good he really is and how explosive he truly is. Yeah, I drafted him in fantasy, Tony Pollard, actually, so yeah. I, I like him. But obviously, I'm not going to choose a running back, probably for any segment. So known. The, I should have known. Right, you should have known. Um, so, when you think about the Cowboys passing game, you think about Dak Prescott, you think about Amari Cooper, you think about CeeDee Lamb, think about Michael Gallup, right? great. By the way, Michael Gallup's also a very underrated player, but that's not going to be my pick. Dalton Schultz, the one consistent, the one consistent in that Cowboys passing, because everyone else is either injured or this happens or that happens. And Dalton Schultz, was an incredibly crucial part of this Cowboys offense. People love this, this Cowboys passing game, which was a very dominant <coughs> passing game. Over 100 targets this year, 63 receptions last year, 78 receptions this year. The numbers just kept on going up. 615 yards receiving last year, 808 receiving yards this year. And breaks tackles, yards after catch. He, he's a great route runner. He's a great weapon in the middle of the field for Dak Prescott. And Prescott's relied on him in a lot of third-down situations, a lot of crucial situations. So you don't think of him as such a crucial part of the path because they have so many playmakers. But it's funny, in a, in a team that has a lot of playmakers on the outside, oftentimes the thing that glues it all together is that tight end in the middle. And that's another top for another time, by the way. I think tight ends are extremely underrated, especially the prototype you have for tight end nowadays. They, do, they are physically a little more like receivers, right? They're a little quicker, a little faster but they still have the size and you and can, can get block. them for so much cheaper and they can block, right? But you can get them for so much cheaper and there's so much less of a market for them. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz for this one. And the next team, fly, Eagles, fly. So we <laughs> yeah. can get, we can get uh, uh, Mark's view on this because his Eagles have, uh, have, have entered the building. So what do you think, Mark? Who's the most underrated player on the field of Eagles. Producer Mark.
2: So uh, Underrated, I can't speak for stats, but someone that I've seen this season that I really like, Quez Watkins. Hasn't gotten so many targets, but he's great. He's got great hands, especially for a new QB like Jalen Hurts, who every pass is not necessarily going to be on target. He's great hands on him. He can go up and get the ball. Great route running. He gets a lot of these just like QB scrambles. He get He's good at getting open. He knows, how to, he knows how to run a route, and even passes behind the line of scrimmage. He's quick on his feet. He's fast. He can get across the line, get the first down. I think he's someone who has huge potential going forward. The Eagles just have to utilize him correctly. He needs more targets, and I, I think I think going forward, we're going to see a lot more use. Hopefully, we'll see a lot more usage and a lot more production out of him.
1: Listen, I uh, yeah. think Anyone good next to... Jalen Rager, and JJ, are they go but yeah, he's, he's solid. He is. He is, he is solid. He's
0: a good, one. I also want to say uh, uh, 62 targets this year. So that's significant amount for essentially number three receiver, right. Okay. Um, and 43 receptions. And the numbers go- went up compared to his rookie year. So, you know, if those numbers compl- continue to develop, and continue to feature him in the offense. I like that a lot, but one guy I'm going to go is on the defensive side is Avante Maddox. Um, he's well-known among the Eagle circles, at least, but if, if, if you're not, if you're not an Eagles fan, you just know Darius Slay, right? You don't necessarily know his counterpart, Avante Maddox. But we're talking about a guy that allowed one touchdown in coverage this year. And 7.4 yards per completion. Just an incredible number. Um, now, he does not he's not like the traditional starter. He sort of rotates in and out of the lineup. But when he's on the field, he's a great general in the middle. And he's a great cover. Uh, he's a great cover DB. And honestly, the Eagles have some good DBs back there. Like, it's underrated. The Eagles have one of the better secondaries in football. Eagles have one of the better rosters in football, to be honest. There's just some things you have to shore up, no question. But I do love Avante Maddox, and I think he's going to be a big-time player for a while.
1: Yeah, the Eagles what are, are doing, they're doing a great job in their rebuild to make the playoffs. As they have in seen their first year with a new coach, knew everything. They are doing a good job. And, and uh, trading away their older players, they did a good job trading away Zach Ertz, their tight end, and leading them to my – um my most underrated player on the eagles dallas goddard a lot of people do know for, about him from fantasy but because tight end is such a shallow position but people don't realize how good he actually is i remember that jets game where obviously they were playing the jets but he was just catching touchdown after touchdown and that was with gardner Minshew. that was with the backup quarterback and he was he was just dicing them up and dallas goddard actually uh according to dboa was the most valuable tight end more than mark andrews more than travis kelsey more than george kittle and Mark wow. Andrews just had had one of the uh, one you know his best season. So in indeed DYAR, which is a whole other snap that's a total value. But this was Dallas Goddard had, had more value per play, and he had almost 15 yards per catch. And you could see that this is starting. He's starting his ascent as the new uh, top tight end um, in Philly with with Zach Ertz gone. As people we were talking about in fantasy, uh, could they support Goddard and Ertz at the same time? But now it doesn't have to be that. Goddard can be the man and be the guy catching, catching passes from Jalen Hurts. But another guy who I wanted to focus on is, um, Miles Sanders. And I don't know, um, if he's super underrated. Cause again, he's, he's, um, uh, a big famous running back whoa, uh,
0: running backs. Whoa, yeah. whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> it's popular in the fantasy football circles, but he actually, and even I didn't think he was that good, but looking at his advanced stats, he is, he is a uh, top seven in DVOA and he, he has, um, 5.5 yards per carry like it seems like every coaching staff that's that he um he's working with just does not like him and does not want to give him the ball but every time he touches the ball he's just super efficient and i remember him against the ravens in 2020 where he was like three four yards per carry here but then he just explodes for that 80 yard run at an nowhere and so you, can see, you see he has that explosive ability and you see he he is efficient with the ball in his hands and he just doesn't get touches it's very weird and he does get injured a little bit but uh, maybe he's not a good pass blocker like maybe he has you know the coaches don't like that he has issues staying in the field but but he is efficient with the ball in his hands and I think that if he if he got the ball more you would see you you could see how you know his ceiling and how how good he can truly be and I was someone who did not think that Miles Sanders that good and I don't necessarily think you should draft him in fantasy for this reason because he gets a little injured he um, coaches don't seem to like him for some reason but if he was truly unleashed he could be really really good and a, and a really solid running back so he they're they're my co-underrated players on the uh philly eagles
2: just just a note about Miles sanders i i don't know i don't know anything about this coaching thing and if people if coaches don't like him i think it's the fact that they first of all he is injury prone so yeah probably tend not to use him as much as they would like to but all their the other two running backs the other two are very decent for backup running backs with mile with uh, yeah. boston scott and um, Howard and and Howard, yeah, those are they're very they're very dependable like backup running backs, you know, secondary to Miles Sanders. So it's been Here. a very interesting run game in Philly, watching them split it between you know three different you know running backs. But yeah. yeah, he I think I think they should be using him a lot more. I agree with you.
1: I keep saying they're like the diet Ravens. Um, oh. <laughs> Lamar Jalen Hurts is a worse Lamar Jackson. Dallas Goddard is a worse Mark Andrews. Well. Uh, you know, in some some ways, but um, did and you say Devonte Smith is a worse Marquise Brown? Yes, oh, I, I mean he's, okay. he's probably, okay. better, than Brown, he's right, probably right. better than Marquise Brown. He's probably better than Marquise Brown. He was a little injured, but he's he's very small. But either way, but <laughs> they have a, a worse run game <laughs> than you know, the Ravens' peak run game. But a running quarterback, a small wide receiver, one, um some crappy backup receivers or two, three receivers, a solid tight end, and a run game that that uses uh, four or five guys, where they use Howard, Scott, uh, Sanders, and the quarterback, in, and, and Jordan Howard. Um, so it, it just seems like Diet Ravens.
2: Maybe it's something about these bird teams.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, they're suspicious Howard over here. And look
0: at the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, they're kind I mean, of close. <laughs> right? but it just seems like they're, they're like the Great Valley Ravens. But but um, they, they they just have such an efficient running game with, with everyone just touching the ball and, and uh, getting – you know, seventy-five to eighty yards, and everyone everyone doing well. And but it all just racks up, and they get one hundred seventy
0: yards a game. But but yeah, Miles Sanders needs more touches, though. Mm-hmm. Listen, he, my don't... my concern with the Eagles with the Eagles running game is that I like. You saw this with the Ravens running game where it peaked and then got a little worse, was still really good. And then this year it got a little worse, was still really good, but still gets progressively worse. So, you know, really good running games when they're really good for one year, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to carry that into the next year. Even if they're a top five running game, they were by far the best running game in football this year, especially when you take into account the stretch run of the season. So I, I just think there's some regression to be seen there. But I, I definitely think they're set up nicely. They do a lot of good things with that offense, and I like Jalen Hurts as a player. I, he just has to continue to develop as a passer. He really is a mini Lamar Jackson in a lot of ways, right? And his mm-hmm. even his trajectory is very similar, but not as prolific as a rusher, but a very pro, prolific rusher. Yeah, you know he was rated I think PFF's 15th best quarterback this year. So that's very good for a second year. Um, if he continues that track, then the Eagles are in business. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, to, to to make a playoffs in the first year of your rebuilding process is a good sign. So let's go into a team. What? what?
2: No, I was gonna say if if, you, if, if the diet team made it to the playoffs, I don't know what that says.
0: About right. The right, and the Ravens didn't even make it. So listen, listen, the the diet team
1: <laughs> plays in the NFC East, not in the anymore, <laughs> but Joe <brr. laughs> and a team that you know they were they were <laughs> start you know rolling out a grocery grocery baggers at, at cornerback and safety at the end of the season but yeah okay
0: well uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, tell you who's uh, not a grocery bag <laughs> on the New York football Giants because there are a few of them and I will say about this uh, this about the Giants they're not a good team I'm just going to be frank with you uh, but I will say that Daniel Jones throughout for the first quarter of the season was like one of the best quarterbacks in football Honestly, you know, and you'll tell me, well, it was the first quarter of the season, who cares? That's true. But, you know, <laughs> it, 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 we'll take anything we can it's get something. with the Giants. Yeah, you just want to see something. It's something. It's something Something to hang your hat on. Um, this organization just ever since Eli Manning led to Super Bowl in 2011, it's just it hasn't been – a well-ran organization there's no question and you see that up front like i folks on the offensive line already with the with the with the commanders and honestly the giants pass blocking unit was of the worst in the league last year like if you're gonna blame daniel jones which yes he has his faults and he had his faults last year he has no protection he has no time and in fact matt scura i'm sure you'll be familiar with that name Yehuda uh from the ravens was awful this year yep. i mean man according to pff a 29 and a half passing yep. grade that is Just off, I mean, you know, average is 70. So that's 40 points below average, you know, just to put into perspective. One guy that was a bright spot was Andrew Thomas. Um, The Giants really don't have good run blocking or pass blocking. Particularly pass blocking, but Andrew Thomas was a bright spot for them. He was top twenty tackle this year, according to PFF, ninety point four pass, um, uh, pass blocking grade. I mean, none, I'm sorry, he had a eighty two point one pass blocking grade this year, which is very good, very respectable, top ten in the league, um, and actually has the uh, best receiving grade for the uh, for the, for the tackles <laughs> on, on the Giants. Oh, he good? can yeah. catch the ball. <laughs> he, can, <laughs> he can block. I mean, what more can I say about that? Giants need whatever they can get. Listen, if their offensive lineman can catch then put him line them up there in the slot, you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> (laughs) Honestly, that's another thing. Why don't teams utilize the offensive lineman more often in the red zone, like in like short yardage situations? Like, line him up as a tight end. Nobody knows he's there. Put Andrew Thomas out there and let him run into the end zone. A two yard, you know, little 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 toss. I don't know. But Andrew Thomas is a good player, and the, the Giants are gonna have have to get a you know one or two more Andrew Thomases up front. Like they're just gonna have to like I always say, creep creep back towards average. Like Andrew Thomas has potential to be a top notch tackle in this league. They can get one or two other serviceable guys to protect Daniel Jones. They have to shore up a lot of things on the defensive side, get some playmakers. There's a long way to go for this team. But obviously, you know, offensive line is a very important thing pass blocking, tackles, edges, and they have one of those locked up. So that's one, 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 one. Glimmer of hope for for you, for you Giants fans out there. (laughs) I will say that. Very small, very small, but it's there. (laughs) Very small um before we go to the outro i wanted to sing it myself because it's just so (laughs) now you'll hear it yourself (laughs) everyone's like what the heck is this guy doing singing random songs but you'll hear it yourself thank you for joining us everyone nfc east is in the books we're gonna we're gonna get to the afc north next which is obviously an exciting one for us and all of them are exciting but that's even particularly more exciting for us we'll get to the afc north thank you for joining us everyone remember to subscribe spotify and YouTube and have a great day.